I wanted to share my thoughts on Oprah amidst this after Neverland interview that she did with the accusers. And ever since then, she's been receiving a lot of backlash, not only from us, the public, MJ fans, but also um, celebrities alike. So Monique has spoken out. Um, Nick Cannon has spoken out saying uh, pretty much he released a picture of her kissing um, Weinstein, Harvey Weinstein. And then it says, um, what time does the I Survive Harvey Weinstein documentary air? And that's pretty much just uh, showing you that Oprah is just, just a house field, house Negro that she is, attacking field Negroes day by day, trying to sway us or brainwash us. You know, they always talk about, they talk about Michael Jackson brainwashing us, but Oprah, what about the brainwashing that you're trying to do on the public, you and these um, so-called accusers? So I mentioned in the episode that I did after I watched the the interview that I noticed that the 100 panel audience was supposed to be her it was her friends like the founder of the Me Too movement Gail and then some other people of course that she knows well it's like a special invite it was VIP only and their families so automatically she says that these people in the audience are are all victims of abuse who are there being supported by their family so you also have on the stage the accusers who are supposed to be what victims of abuse and then you have Oprah who everybody knows is a victim of abuse. So automatically that's suggestive of someone that's trying to set a tone or a setting for 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 um who's the who's the audience now? Obviously the audience now is abuse victims worldwide. You know, maybe we want to target the abuse victims worldwide because if we can have, if we can jog up y'all memories again about the abuse, maybe we can help you all see how this could be true. You see what I'm saying? This documentary, as much as everybody should feels, I guess, for the world, was so much. It wasn't so much for the world, so much it was supposed to uh, hit a nerve with people who have been victims of abuse to try to almost PTSD niggas to death. You feel what I'm saying? So you could be like, oh, yeah, I remember, especially when she kept trying to sell that bullshit lie, that generic standard across the board that all abused uh, children, victims of molestation, feel that it's normal and that it is love. When I shared my personal experience and I told you that that was far from the case, like I can remember, you know, knowing that I was being good to be dropped off at my babysitter because it was her son who was doing it. And even though my babysitter was wonderful and she had an older daughter and an older um, son who loved me to death, they treat me just fine. I had no problems with them, but there were times where I was left alone with them or there was times where people were, were um, around, but there were other parts of the house that he would take me to. You know, but I'll never forget the feeling knowing that one, I, I didn't like it. It was wrong. I said the first time the, the, out of a child's mouth, you know, God was using me. I literally said, God doesn't want us to do this. That's what I said. I said it the first time and I caught him off guard. But you know what? He tried to sway me and tell me that it was something that we were supposed to do that God wanted us to do because people are malicious and evil like that. But I also remember like my mom leaving me or maybe my babysitter leaving for a little while to go to the market or the store real quick to get me something or just get something for the house and looking out the window like, no, like I wanted them to either take me with them or I couldn't wait for them to come back. So how dare Oprah stay as a standard across the board? You know what I mean? That abuse victims just always feel like, oh, it's normal. You know, she's trying to make it seem like this whole the fact that Stockholm, they're trying to sell Stockholm. And while Stockholm is a real thing. And there are some people who have been abused sexually by their own fathers who have been manipulated to feel like it's love. I shared an example of my friend's uh, sister who adopted a, a young girl who was in foster care because of that reason. Her father was sleeping with her, touching her, and she was in love with her father. 
And her father was sickly in love with her too. And after a while, it got to the point that she got of age and he started writing her again because he was in jail still. And she wanted to see him and the family was really desperately trying to show her that what he did to her was not right. So I'm not saying it's impossible, but please, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Don't do that to abuse victims who literally was scared or afraid of their, you know, thing and didn't want to be around and, and, and didn't have a voice. Don't do that to us, okay? So I feel like, one, that's like the first thing that I noticed. So um, there's also this rumor now that uh, Harvey Weinstein, who is Oprah's really, really, really good friend, is the one that helped to fund the Leaving Neverland documentary, right? And it's funny because the Weinstein movie was supposed to play at the Sundance Film Festival, but then suddenly the Michael Jackson documentary comes along and that takes um, all the attention away from him. I actually think as of right now, I think he's already gotten off. Don't quote me. But the point is that the media has not paid it anywhere near as much attention as it has the R. Kelly situation. Um, hell, even the Jesse Smollett situation, even though we already know how we feel about him, Bill Cosby and others, it's pretty much like the, the, uh, it falls under the radar. Like we know it's happening. We're not stupid. But at the same time, it's just like nowhere near as, as covered <clears throat> as these other stories. You know, so it's pretty obvious that Oprah is defending her best friend forever, Weinstein, knowing damn well that he's most likely it's true that he's guilty of funding the movie. Then there was this yacht viewing party. Um, after Oprah does does the uh, interview and the documentary come out, there was this yacht viewing party on Oprah's boat with Weinstein. Everybody was there, you know, just viewing out this thing. So when I look at Oprah and I think about her, and, and the reason why I stress so much this house Negro field Negro thing is because I feel like everybody thinks that it's just like this old day thing, like that doesn't happen anymore. You cannot be a woman like Oprah Winfrey and sit in the position of power that you are in and make the amount of money that you have without at some point or some way getting the approval of massa honey and you can get there or sit there unless you were doing um you was a good little slave a good little house negro meaning like you do what we say do you do what we do say we do so well pretty much that we reward you all the time you know what i'm saying forget having a show uh monday through friday at 4 p.m we'll give you your own damn network you know what i'm saying as long as you just keep on being that voice and one thing <clears throat> about Oprah, she have a very large following. She's extremely influential, you know, except for there are times when the people start to wake up, like times like this, you know, people wake up and start to see the truth. Or I really like that Nick did that and put that picture out there because she's dead ass just kissing the man right on the, on the cheek, a damn pedophile. You know, I like what Monique said. How the hell was you all up? And Mike House with your feet off, your shoe off, you running through the house. And if honestly, you were still coming up in the 90s. You was making a name for yourself. Michael agreeing to do an interview with you at that time really puts you on the map, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and helps you as well. But you was also, like I said, in the man's house. I can't remember the countless interviews that she done did with the Jacksons. The supporters supposedly gave support during the time. And now, all of a sudden, <clears throat> 10 years later after the man's death, about to be 10 years this June, you know. Now you're going to open up your, you're going to stand by these uh, so-called accusers. And come on, come on, Oprah. You know, that's a soulless bitch. Like, I, that's, that's what I try to tell people. Like, at the end of the day, you could go want to go make open money if you, well, you want to. You know, and there's still people, let me tell you something. There's people out there that know exactly what type of person Oprah is, and they still want open money. They still want to get to what Oprah is. Because there's people out here that have, they're overly ambitious. I talk about the overly ambitious people all the time. You know what I'm saying? They, they, every generation going to produce them. Damn it. 
the fuck you think they die off? They don't fucking die off. There's plenty of people that'll still slash throw their mother in front of a train. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Sell out their own damn family, their own wives if they had to. Look at Oprah. Oprah follows the money. Not only does she follow the money, she just follows orders very well. She don't give a fuck about what she's doing to anybody. She knew she's going to get back. Like, she don't care about that. Oprah is like a sociopath. You know what I'm saying? I said, at some point in the industry, you got to go, you got to get to that point where you just don't give a fuck. And she's at the point she don't give a fuck about shit. You know? I just wish people, I wish with my whole heart people could open their eyes better when they look at certain people and they see stuff. Stop going off the name. I know Oprah's a brand, and she make she work hard making that brand for herself, but she's shit. Oprah is just like <clears throat> shit covered with glitter, so to speak. Still smell like shit. Still look like shit. Cut it open in the middle. It's still shit. You know what I'm saying? It's just 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 what it is. Terrible woman. I knew Oprah wasn't right when I feel like all the money that Oprah done had and all the influence that she could have um, had as far as producing movies, um, helping. Uh, probably people produce more black positive movies, less Afro-friendly um, as far as slave ship type stuff, as far as plantations and, you know, being the butler. She played the way she was the mother of the butler or whatever the, you know, whatever the situation is. I, she had the woman on Brewster's place. She done gave us Beloved, The Color Purple, which my mother always says that Oprah in The Color Purple and Oprah in Beloved is what Oprah really looks like. I always said, that's the real Oprah boy. That's what Oprah really looks like. I'm like, Mom, why stop? She'd be like, no, that's an ugly woman. Boy, you remember the bitch? I was like seven years old. She just always been that type of person. <laughs> Not mean or malicious. Just always turning to me and just telling me what's on her mind about shit that I probably didn't have no business to know when at seven to eight years old. I'm just trying to watch the movie and see if Celie's going to make it through. And my mother's every other scene. Don't let Oprah turn around, especially after she went through the field looking for us. Talking about something, you told, you told Harpo to beat me. Mama said, boy, she ugly. I said, ma, stop it. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with Nick, long story short. They, uh, you know, Seal was making a lot of noise in January about Oprah as well. Saying that she been new about the uh, Harvey Weinstein situation. There's a couple people, you know, some people ain't afraid to call people out. But then but then started people started saying to him that um they started people started saying that he was out of line. You know, some people just be like, Well, well he they ain't have uh they ain't have a right to say that. You know, people are brainwashed already. People already love Oprah. <clears throat> she know. Now, I wanted to talk about um a lot of people's opinions about Mike obviously is like split down the middle. Or maybe more people believe than others that he really did do it. But for a lot of the people that do believe that he did it, their main argument is that the he settled in um, to nah, 1995 or 1993. I can't remember the years. Don't quote me. And I'll always remember that over the years, um, when I used to hear doc- interviews of people just talk about it, especially when the second trial came around, everybody started talking about the first trial. So when you hear people, uh, commentaries or reporters or radio personalities talk about it, especially MJ ones, the ones that were um, supporters of him and wanted him to make it through, everybody kept saying that um, the only reason it looked bad for him a second time is because he didn't fight the first time. The first time he didn't fight, he settled out of court. Now, it was advice to him because Johnny Cochran was his attorney and another guy God bless the dead, the dead um, as far as Johnny Cochran goes, it would be too much money to fight it. 
you know what I'm saying, as far as um, the legal fees and all that, it would be better for him to settle out of court. And I remember that's the first thing Johnny Cochran said after the um, the decision was read that it will be settled out of court was that it in no way indicated his guilt in any way. You know what I'm saying? It was just the better route for him to go. So most people would be like, if you weren't guilty, why would you have settled out of court and why would you have paid all that money? But I feel like the other question would be, what kind of family or what kind of parents decide that instead of putting a monster, a so-called monster behind bars for touching their child and violating them and violating their trust, you literally, that means you literally put a price on your child and you said at five, it was anywhere from five, they said to $25 million. It wasn't disclosed. But at some point you said, okay, at this amount of money, it's, it's, um, it's all right. I'll look the other way that you touched my child, that you touched my baby. You know what I'm saying? So that to me says more like they were out more for the money and they always around Mike for the money more than they was around or, or cared for the fact that he was harming innocent children. Because most parents and most victims of true crimes like that who feel violated want the justice so that they could get the bastard because, shit, there's nothing else they could do. If, they could, if, if you was a real parent mad that Michael touched you, you'd want to put your hands on him first. You can't put your hands on him, so the next thing you want to want to do is the law to get him so they can lock his ass the fuck up. Okay, there's some people who had their children taken away from them. There's people sitting on death row right now and they can't wait to the day they flip the switch on a motherfucker because they're going to be right there watching a motherfucker burn. Okay, but the last thing they were saying was at the end of the day and also let me get some money for that body that you did. You understand what I'm saying? Like it's blood money. That to me is blood money. Also, on the parents part for taking the money, you failed so-called society and future children so-called children if they was really victims in the second case because you knew that was a fucking monster so-called what you told everybody that's why you press charges right you knew that was a fucking monster who was touching children but you said for a so so amount of money let the monster run free for a little while longer i could look the other way it's all right that he touched mine and if he go touch a few other more it ain't nothing to me most people be like i want him locked the fuck up so what happened to me doesn't happen to anybody else's child or anybody else's family that's what real people say that want justice for shit that was done to their loved ones okay i don't know anybody who's gonna sit there and just be like because of some fucking money once 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 i'm trying to take you to jail nigga for a long time for touching my kid and you approaching me with money (laughs) whether the lawyer told you to or not and i take this shit this is what i'm trying to tell you and i take this shit that says more about me than the person that offered me the fucking money is basically what i'm trying to tell you you just put a price on your kid. You're supposed to be priceless. You just put a price on your kid. So why everybody worrying so much about an offer that was made more than they worried about the offer of the, the person on, on the other side of who took the offer? Because the offer was certainly taken fast in a hurry. Okay? You mean to tell me 5 to $25 million is going to take away? Listen to me. It don't matter how much money I make in my life. I still have the memory in my mind of being, that don't do shit. You know, and I don't know if the boy touched any other people after, but my point is you, that don't sound to me like parents that was sitting there going after uh, justice because their child was harmed so much as they was um, mad. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. Mike's heart was in the right place. He was an amazing man who was extremely generous. He opened up himself and his home to a lot of people. 
Um, I see people on the on the lesser levels of life, pageant moms or dance moms or something where they take their kids places and the judges are there and they want their kids to wow the judges and they have every confidence in their world that their child is prepared, the cutest, the best dressed, the most talented. But then they start to come in and they start to see the competition, the other parents, the other kids. And all of a sudden, it's like they know their kid is great, but they also know that that other kid has that star power. And they're also afraid that the judge might see that kid. And if the judge sees that kid, you understand what I'm trying to say? Like, this happens all the time. It's just regular competition, but on a bigger level, because at the end of the day, the prize is Michael Jackson. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, he got access to every goddamn thing. And again... Going around celebrity status or parties or their house or mansions is one thing, but I feel like going to Michael Jackson's crib, being at Michael Jackson's presidential hotel suites, um, being at Neverland, I have a feeling that's a different type of celebrity lifestyle, something that I don't know that any other, you know, that people just don't see like that. So don't get it twisted. If these parents on this everyday level for dance competitions and pageants and all this shit for their kids on everyday us, you and me level, Go crazy and get jealous and competitive here. How competitive you think somebody gonna get for something on top? You know, on top of that, um, you know, there were times like I'll never forget the lady said as soon as he got married to Lisa Marie, all he said to her was he called and said, I won't be able to come around as often as I was before. And um the conversation was short, she said. As soon as she hung up the phone, <clears throat> she went to her husband and the first thing she said to him is we've been dumped. But dumped, like it's a relationship and somebody else done took your place, like Lisa Marie fucking with my money. Or the one boy kept stressing Jordy all day long, like Jordy. He even rolled his eyes. Y'all watching, he had more emotion talking about Jordy than he had talking about when he supposedly bent over and spread his ass cheeks. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, boy, you you talk about spreading your ass cheeks just fine. You know what I'm saying? Boy, they, when you talk about Jordy, Jordy, Jordy was the enemy because Jordy kept coming around. And then there was this other kid. And then there was this other kid who used to bully me. And he used to get Michael's time, too. And so I would just see him and Michael over there. And I was like, you, okay, it sounds to me like people was jealous. Like, this family, can we come this weekend? No, because you're going to be with that family. Damn, this family is fucking with my money. <laughs> And so you, a lot of people don't want to go from sugar to shit. You don't want to, you don't want to fuck that package up. You know what I'm saying? People get paranoid. Mike used to call every day. Mike ain't call for a week. Is he calling them? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's all money and it's sad. You know, Cause especially when somebody's dead and they can't defend themselves. So, um, you know how that is. MJ forever, Team MJ. Oprah's a snake. House Negro, so is Gail. And it seems like ever since the Harvey Weinstein situation, it pretty much started the Me Too movement. And ever since the Me Too movement started, it just seems like mostly black men or black legends have been taken down. I'm not saying that white men have not faced scandal. That's not what I said. I said as far as like a large publicly humiliated scale ever since the RNC Harvey Weinstein situation, it seems like more people have just been just Cosby, you got too many people. And he going pretty much unnoticed and undetected by us and, and, and low key, low profile. I mean, we know what's going on, but he just don't have to, you know, face the ridicule as much as a dead man. And um, R. Kelly. So 
that's all I have to say about that. And I'll see you all next time here on Chapel's Counter.